I think with social media, it's when it's something with art or baseball or the combination of the two, if people don't like it, they're just not going to like it. They're very rarely going to step up and say something bad about it. So in that way, it's super, it's a, for me, it's a very positive place. All right, here we go. I've talked about the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum virtual show and fundraiser before, and how many exciting artists are in that uh, today. Uh, one of the ones that jumped out at me immediately was an account called I Draw Baseball Cards, and Mark Mosley is here with us today. He is the creator. It's good to put a face to the, the creations. <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah, doing well, Sergio. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your your work uh, I was immediately drawn to because as far as the aesthetic that I like, I like I like things that have an innocence to it, and and just just that name. I draw baseball cards. Um, it's cool. How did it? How did that start? Um, well, it started a few years ago. I uh, actually two two things. One, I was making a baseball game, like a board game, and I was thinking it'd be cool if I made every piece of it. I wonder if I could draw baseball cards that would get, be like the cards of the game. And so I messed around a little bit, and then I found a Twitter. I found a Twitter account called Gummy Arts. Um, yes. Mike Norin is the, is the guy's name, but he goes by Gummy Arts. And I thought, wow, these are great. They're baseball cards that somebody drew. And this, the nostalgia just, you know, it was flooded with nostalgia. And I was like, you know what? I could probably do a, I, I could probably do that. Not as good as him, but, you know, I could do my own version. And uh, so a couple of years ago, I drew a card and I just posted it. And I posted it on Twitter. And a few people said, hey, I like that. And I was like, well, I like it too. And so I just started drawing stuff and sharing it. And uh, it has been a blast. It has been a, um, a way to interact with my favorite pastime of baseball, uh, but also to get something out of me, I guess. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a career artist. I, don't, I, mean, I rarely sell things. I've sold a few things here and there. Um, stresses me out this idea that you're like you're an artist and that's what you have to do for a living <laughs> well it's it's not a cakewalk but i mean we all have jobs i just view it that way um yeah it's it's a job and i don't know people there's different ways to look at it but you're pretty prolific from what i could see which i I adore that because I think that's how it should be. <laughs> I yeah, constantly I, want to see people produce. Yeah. If I can draw, <laughs> if I can draw one card a day, that's like awesome. You know, yeah. it means that I've actually sat down and taken the time to do it. And um, it's a stress reliever, but I get to create something that's cool and then I share it. And that's a whole different, that's a whole different realm that I didn't expect. It's fun to actually put something out there and to somebody to go, hey, I like that, or that's cool, or hey, can you draw one of these? That's a fun way to interact. Well, it's interesting because I've, through the years, well, actually pop art, I didn't really start to do till a few years ago, like about four. Um, and I, what I loved was how people connected with it, but no one is as, um, I would say fanatical, as sports fans, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. or even just like the cards, you, you do a few where um, they're not baseball players. Am I correct? From time to time, I do. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but know. even just having that lean on it, people get so excited about that. And oh yeah, <laughs> like I said, it's the nostalgia. Like, and it's there's something about baseball cards that's freeing because. I can make a card that looks like a 1982 tops card 
And it doesn't have to look like the player, but if it looks like a 1982 Topps card, then somebody's going to go, oh, my gosh, I had that card. Well, I like that idea that you make a portrait. It doesn't always necessarily even have to look like that person, but just a certain nod will make a portrait fall in place. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I, I'm really fascinated by that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I've kind of, you know, when I first started, it was like, oh, okay, that, that looks fun. That's cool. And I would act, I was drawn to, I was drawn to certain features of a card, like somebody with glasses or an Afro or sideburns or a beard <laughs> or a mustache, because if they have those things, I mean, I swear, like I can draw a picture of myself. And as long as I put a pair of glasses and a mostly bald head, it's me. Um, <laughs> and so I got to where I wanted to try to capture more of people. And so over the couple, last couple of years, you know, I've figured out a few things that you can draw just a little this little thing here, this little thing there, and you get them. And that's really fun to do. It's fun to capture somebody, capture their essence or just that one little thing about them where you go, yep, that's who they are. Have you always drawn, like since you were little or? So, yeah, I mean, I drew when I was a kid. I took art class in high school. Um, I've always been a doodler, like in college, taking notes. I'd always have a section of my paper that were doodles. Um, a lot of words, a lot of writing words of, of you know, of what I was hearing. Um, but I didn't draw a lot of stuff. I definitely didn't draw people. Um, so that, that was kind of different. You know, I draw things for my kids or I create things. Um, I've always made, like, made gifts, you know. I was very prolific when I was uh, courting my wife, you know. Every, I mean, everything was made, and it was, like, from the heart, and it was great, and um, she loved it, and I liked doing it. Um, but drawing, like, specifically people um, was a stretch a few years ago. It was a, I mean, it was a new thing. Um because it's, I mean, I don't know, it's difficult to draw people to make it, like I said, to look like a, a person, to look like who you're trying to draw. Um, and sometimes yeah. it works out and sometimes it doesn't. So that's a challenge. It, it can be. It, it is like a puzzle sometimes. Because I'll, I'll pick at it, go back, go back, and then, and then something will gel. Yeah, and... and my style is interesting. You talked about the so innocent. I think that's a, that's a, I like that actually a way to describe what I do because what I do is pretty sparse, you know, like there's not a lot of lines that create the face that I make. Um, and so in, in that way, it is a simple, it's a simplified version. It's not a, you know, I'm not going to have an image that has like heavy shading on one side of their face and, um, it's going to be dark and edgy. It's it's just not. It's it's about fun and like I said, I think it's nostal. I think for me, it's about the nostalgia. It's about pulling on that image that somebody has. And there's a lot of us who are my age, um, in their 40s, who, you know, look back at the 80s and think the baseball was great and everything was great. But it's specifically for us baseball people, baseball was the best then. You know. Um, you know, Eric Davis is my favorite player. You know, I shared a card this week of him, and he was the best. He's still my favorite player. Um, he could do it everything, and I have those memories, and I, I shared that card this week, and people flood in saying, he's my favorite player too. Um, well, I, I think that's cool about baseball because – and it's part of uh, – I think what you're experiencing is just the dialogue of it, you know, like to be – when I get in the studio and I work in the baseball genre, it's like pushing a button. And then all these people come out. Like I, I did a Jose Cruz a few days ago, I think. And uh, and yeah, there popped up the Jose Cruz fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. And which is cool because sometimes I, I um I mean we're we're in the same age bracket, but I'll put these out there thinking like no one's gonna know who these these guys are. <laughs> sometimes they're not um you know even major players in the game but somebody else had that connection because that's how 
big the game of baseball is. Oh yeah. Um, a buddy of mine, um, we met years ago in high school and we actually, we bonded over the obscure baseball players. <laughs> like we just started talking and we realized we like baseball. And so we would just name random baseball players and we would get so excited that there was somebody else there that who knew who that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done, um, when, we were doing the first round of the uh, virtual show, the uh, bagpipes and baseball and bagpipes podcast. Did you do theirs? I have not done it. I have talked to those guys. Um, I have talked to those guys before, um, but yeah. I've not been. I've not. I did not do the. I did not do their podcast for the show. No. They they did a fun thing, or they. I guess they might do it every episode. They open up a pack of cards, usually from the eighties or nineties, and they opened up a. Donra studio you remember those sets and uh, <laughs> but yeah it was cool because yeah we were all talking about the players and you know it wasn't it wasn't necessarily stars <laughs> right but but yeah you like that set because you were a photographer right yeah well I uh I always thought that set was cheesy so yeah but yeah I'm a photographer <laughs> or I was a photographer <laughs> come on Come on, the one with the bird, the guy's got his bird on his shoulder. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. It's a baseball yeah. card and he's sitting there with his bird on his shoulder. It's the greatest. I, I wanted the gig, but, uh, <laughs> but it was, one, it was. Now it listen, was a, there's a one that Ozzy Smith has his glove right, right <laughs> over his face. It's the best card in the set. There, there's a, that's just a hard gig because that's a ton of baseball players. And well, the concept I think is what it is. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, here I am picking apart Donner's <laughs> studio. I'm sorry to the photographers who worked hard. <laughs> but uh, let's see. No. But but it's something about the card though that is nostalgic. So if people, even if you thought it was cheesy then, seeing it today, you go, "Oh my gosh, I love those." Oh well, no, it, it those fall under. They're so bad, they're good because we we. Out of when we they were opening the packs, I'm like, man, this is like their profile pic for Tinder or something, you know? It is on like, the back, yeah. <laughs> but I, I um, but in contrast, I think it was 1990 score. We're gonna put the non-baseball fans to sleep here, but uh, <laughs> but they had, I think it was 1990. They did the Dream Team one, mm-hmm. and it was black and white photography. And those were not cheesy. I mean, some they, they had the potential to be. I remember Jose Canseco with his shirt off swinging in a desert or something. Yeah. But the photography was just so strong. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, coming from, I guess, a more artist, I, I was more drawn to that. So I was like, wow, I, I, yeah. I won't make fun of that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that baseball cards and art, I mean, this year, obviously, baseball cards and art have sort of, merged together in lots of different fun ways um but it's interesting because i think people don't see baseball cards themselves as art there's a lot of design principles um and then you know when we get to put our sort of own own touches on it it makes it something really different and 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 fun and it doesn't and that, that's when it, and it doesn't have to look just like it. It can, it can be something else, which is what I'm kind of doing now. I'm kind of trying to like either blow up, uh, just, I, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed, I got an iPad about a month mm-hmm. ago. And so I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just messing around with it. Um, it looks good. Like, yeah. I appreciate it. Um, one of the things I'm doing, I got it because I wanted to sort of hit you in the face with some color which my normal, my normal is, um, I mean, literally, so here's my, here's my. <laughs> That's so cool. So what he's my, showing you know, is that. Uh, my Bristol smooth art pad. This is, this is what I do. This is what I've been doing for four years, just carrying around one of these. <laughs> so and Mark's got, he just showed the, uh, the paper, the Bristol paper with about six cards yeah. on it. Yeah, so that's I what trade. you do and you cut them out of that. Yeah, so I, I yeah. literally trace, I have a random old baseball card and I trace a rectangle and then 
I do it. I do my thing. Um, and so, but like the color is lacking. Like I, 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 uh, I did color pencil and then I got some cheap alcohol markers and I was like, Oh wow, this is really cool because I can give you that burst of color that feels so different. Um, and I like that. And then I got an iPad and, and just have been beating up people over the head with the color. Um, yeah. the last sort of two weeks, I guess I've been taking my old cards and sort of updating them on the iPad. So, um, well, that was very, I, yeah, that was very salient because we, that we, I guess since I've been following the account, I'm just, I'm used to the regular format and then all of a sudden it was pow. And I was like, well, that looks, that looks like Mark's stuff. And then I'm like, it is Mark's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like I've gone through like in the past year since the, um, I guess since the pandemic, I've gone through like four art phases. Um, and it's been really fun because I don't know who I am as an artist, you know? I just try out something. I go, oh, I like that. Like I did the whole 19, I did 25, 1949 Bowman cards in a real liney, um, yeah. sort of, sort of sort of cubist, but mainly just liney, um, style. And then I, for a little while, I want to do every card in that style, you know? <laughs> so I've gone through these phases this year. Um, and I'm just trying stuff out. It's just, um, it's that's really very, yeah, what you're describing is very natural. I do it constantly. <laughs> and sometimes I just don't feel like doing something. And so you won't see me work in that mode for a bit. And then it'll come back. And then it'll evolve. And that's... Um, so, yeah, what you're describing, you're just being an artist. And it's cool. <laughs> it's cool to watch. Yeah. I love... I love that about social media is we, if we think about it, artists have never had this much visibility, the potential for it. They've definitely never been documented to this degree. And that's kind of exciting because that changes a lot more than I think people sit there and think about the way museums are set up, the way the history of art will go down because oh, yeah. way in the future, you know, historically you just get lost in the canon. No, you didn't make the cut mm -hmm. because you have to go physically gather this artist. But if there's a record online, that becomes easier. And then, yeah. yeah. Like, can you imagine, <laughs> can you imagine Picasso making little videos like you do? Yeah. I, I mean, well, I think about that. I'm like, they didn't have this. That's exciting. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be cool, though, to hear what he was, you know, because he was prolific, you know, he's doing stuff all the time. I would love to see him or any, any, any artist, you know, saying, hey, this is what I'm doing now. Here's what I'm doing now. Check it out. Here's what I'm doing now. Um, because what you're going to have is you're going to have this story of you as an artist that's out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I remember I did I have there's like early YouTube stuff of me out there where I'm just you can see me trying to figure out and you still see me looking trying to figure out <laughs> what it is we're doing in this di digital realm. But I I do think that's neat and I encourage any artist because yeah, it's it's marketing, but also when my kids are older, when I'm not here, and I have grandchildren, how cool is that, you know? Yeah. And then, and then I make a show where I bring my friends on. They're like, this is who he was hanging on, hanging out with, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because, like, I do, I, I, I understand that it's marketing for you. Um, and so I'm always thinking, like, it's not for me. Like, you know, like, I, I, I sell stuff here and there. I do it when people ask me, I'm thinking about doing more of it. Um, but like, for me, it's like watching the Sergio show every day or so, you know? I appreciate that. Um, and yeah. it's interesting because I, in, in your, in the earlier podcast, you talked about, you've talked about how when people buy art, they want to buy, it matters who you are. There's a connection to it. And like, this is the first time we're talking, but like, 
I feel, I mean, because of the interaction, I mean, you haven't had as much with me, but because I have listened to your podcast and because I have um, watched your little, you know, 30 seconds things every day for the, for the last couple of months, um, like, I feel like you're one of my art buddies, you know? <laughs> well, you, and I am. It, well, that, I think that's neat. Like I said, I, when I started the YouTube stuff, and it was, it was like crickets out there, I felt. You know, this wasn't a common thing to put your face out that it was looked at still as a little weird. <laughs> and so I did um, a Star Wars festival and this guy comes up to me and he's ranting about the YouTube thing I did. And I was like, wow, I was just stunned. I'm like, you actually watched that? <laughs> so, but I, I think that feeling never goes away that People are paying attention. That's cool. <laughs> because, like, you... Yeah, like, also, even for me, like, I didn't realize that that connection out there where people would respond to you and you'd have this interchange, I didn't realize that that would, that that was something that would be, I guess I, I didn't expect it, so it was, it was something that's added to the experience for me. Yeah. But would you say that it's part of what drives it? Like just, I mean, you know, I like to say that it, it's not, but I kind of like, I think, man, what else am I going to make? And then it's that people, I, I guess sometimes I do want to make art that people like, I mean, it's for me um, well, and I do it for me. And what I'm saying is like, for me, it's, it's their happiness. I'm so touched that they were made so happy by this. And so, you know, uh, people will shout out a player and if I'm feeling it, we'll go with it or or in general, they'll just shout out, yeah, draw this. And I, <laughs> I just think it's neat. It's like sending a message back in a bottle, especially during COVID times. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, yeah, somebody it, this week asked me for a big hurt, Frank Thomas. So I did a, yes. I did a remix of his, uh, his 1990 top card, which I had, had drawn earlier. Like I, I did 20 the tops 2020 cards. I did those back in March. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm redoing them. Um, yeah. Which is kind of fun to take my own stuff and then do something else with it. Remix it again. I like it. Where Where are you located? I'm in North Carolina. Okay. Durham, which part? Durham. Okay. My sister, my sister lived in Durham for a bit. She was yeah, at a... I'm not... Uh, I'm too old and... Uh, not cool to be a part of the coolness of Durham. There's a <laughs> cool, uh, vibe here. I just, uh, I don't get around it that much. <laughs> yeah. I, um, well, I wouldn't know about cool either, but <laughs> I've, I've always stayed in my lane. <laughs> I just, I just want to have a good time. But, um, so You started drawing them. You just put them out there. Talk about the first time. Did you? Did somebody request to buy something, or did you put a price tag on it and put it out there? Uh, no, somebody. Um, what's funny is somebody who I knew, who he worked at ESPN. So it was a person who I knew who he was because he worked at, in a, in the baseball world at ESPN. So I knew his name and I could knew what he looked like. And he messaged me out of the blue saying, hey, I like, I like this. Would you draw me this? And so yeah. I was like, holy moly, this person who's like, to me, is a <laughs> most people wouldn't yeah. know who it was, but to me, it was like a famous person. And I was like, wow. And so I drew like four different versions of it because I wanted him to like it. Um, and <laughs> I gave him, so listen to this. I gave him a price. I said, what about this? Pay me this much. Or my buddy and I had just started our own podcast. Um, I said, or listen to our podcast and tell us what you think. And so he said, I'll gladly do both. I mean, I didn't know this guy was like the nicest guy ever. Right. So he yeah. agrees to listen to my podcast and give us feedback. And he sends me money, which is double the money that I asked for because he said that price wasn't good enough. Here's <laughs> what I think it's, it's worth. And that was the first time I thought, wow, that's, I can't believe somebody wanted this. Yeah. And so what is your, 
podcast about? What's that? What is your podcast about? Oh, so it's about um, advanced baseball statistics. Okay, cool. So, like, to... you know, there's regular statistics like home runs, RBIs, runs, batting average. Um, our, the podcast is called Baseball Beyond Batting Average. And so mm. there's this whole world of advanced stats that are confusing. I'm going to write that down. Say it again. That I told you about who we bonded over random baseball players. Well, 20, over 20, like 25 years later, we're both middle school math teachers. And we do a podcast together about baseball statistics. And it's super fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I, I, uh, I enjoy a good baseball podcast. Have you heard um, Obscure Ball? Uh, I think I've heard of it. I don't know if I've listened to that one. He's he's only done a few episodes, but it's just obscure things in the sports world. And, okay. um, but it's mainly baseball from what I can remember, but pretty yeah, cool. We're all about <laughs> the baseball. So, yeah, like every one of my hobbies is baseball related. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I I started painting baseball – in March, pretty much when the pandemic hit, and it was just a mood thing. And but I was like, man, why? And I, I I did have reasons for not doing it before, but I loved how like instantly I had all these new friends, <laughs> and we're talking about who did you paint first? The very first one. Um, was like a Babe Ruth look-alike, and I just did him very old-timey looking, almost kind of Norman Rockwell, I would think, I would say, and then I put like a graffiti tag on the side, and I just made him, and I I, uh, I loved him, you know, mm-hmm. and um, then uh, then I that that started it. I think the next one was like Pete Rose, yeah, and um. And I just kept doing it. And then all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> like, like, which is typical of my creations is like, they just, um, all of a sudden there's more. <laughs> so for me, the first thing I put out there was a pencil drawing of Eddie Murray rookie card, which I know you did recently. Yeah. <laughs> and I've done like versions of this card. Um, that was the first one. But the first color one I did was, I don't even know what year it is. It's an old tops Wally Moon. Wally Moon wow. was the one who had the, the big giant unibrow. Yeah. Um, and he was known for hitting moon shots, like really high fly balls. Um, and so those were my first ones. And like, yeah, like I, uh, I have a whole binder of cards. Like everything I do is two and a half by three and a half. I don't know if you yeah. know that everything I do is the size of a baseball card. Yeah. I, uh, I think you showed some things to scale. So her, whenever somebody asks, I guess some people don't know that. So I, whenever they ask, they said, what size is it? I say it's two and a half by three and a half. Cause how else would it fit in a baseball card binder? <laughs> see, I, I do mine on a, well, you know, eight by 10 canvas. So just but see, it's huge with, you know, your Tito Fuentes is some, hopefully on route to my house right now. Um, oh, okay. We'll check the tracking on that. <laughs> um, everything that I've ordered recently is not here yet. So, but it's a it's a departure because I am all about the tiny pieces of cardboard. So this is a big this is a that was a big purchase for me. It was a large. I know it's small, but that's a large piece of art for my world. <laughs> See, well, years ago, um, a friend of mine was doing these, and he was doing them like sixteen by twenty, and um, I just when I thought it when I sat down, I was like, well. I don't want to draw that small. <laughs> I don't want to draw that big. So I just compromise. I'm like eight by 10 is not to scale, but we will make it work. And plus the way, the way I make things, um, I'll make it work. <laughs> I gotta tell you, paint scares me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ever since, I mean, I remember in high school taking art classes and I hated whenever we did paint because it's like, I wanted to have, I wanted to have the control 
I needed this to be small. And I guess, I think that's why I do it two and a half. I, I do, I realize there's some challenges of two and a half by three and a half. Um, but it's kind of. I, I think when we're younger, we draw smaller too. Yeah. And I think that sticks because I do make, obviously I make little pieces, but I always feel like a little kid making those. And those are kind of the most fun because they're humorous, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're just tiny. Cause I have um, Bill Cormalis, do you know him? Modern baseball art. I have a few of his and they're just, he makes them the card size. And it's just, uh, it's funny. <laughs> but don't have the desire to go bigger like yeah i've got a sketchbook at work and if i had like at lunchtime I, i'll do i did a series of quick sketches when i could and it, it happened to be a little bit bigger and it was weird because it was about you know it was about the size of four baseball cards yeah paint is actually i, I would say easier than actually drawing <laughs> like the there isn't because if there's something that didn't do what you wanted it to do, you just paint over it. There's some dry time, or even if I'll work wet on wet a lot, but it's, um, I would be interested to see what you, cause it's a different voice. Even when you went from the drawing to the digital, it was cool. Cause you have a different, um, frequency. So. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, because I told you, that I, when I did the more liney style, you comment, I think you commented that you liked something. And I told you that yeah. you were part of the inspiration um, because there's something about your work that is, hopefully it's imprecise preciseness. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, I always call it, um, my aim is kind of like drunken master. <laughs> like Jackie Chan doing kung fu, you know? Uh, which is awesome because it's incredible because whenever I see, like, I know most every base, baseball player that exists. Like, there's a Jose Cruz that, that's on your uh, Etsy site that I think is fantastic, and I've, I've loved it ever since I saw it. Um, but, like, I knew exactly who it was. Like, I didn't need to read anything. And, you know, there's not that many, like, you can't tell that there's a drawing under there if there is. I don't even know how you do it. Um, <laughs> no, I don't do an underdrawing. You put the paint on there, right? And sometimes yeah. there's like chunks of it, it seems. And it looks exact. I, as soon as I look at it, I think Jose Cruz. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's like the coolest thing ever. And so I sit there with my little pen, pencil, you know, and erase it and draw it and erase it and draw it. And Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And so I started drawing in that sort of, that sort of harsher line style. Mm -hmm. And it was the satchel page that I drew that was the first one because I noticed that his lip, he's got sort of this harsh line in the middle of his lip. And so I drew that first and I thought, you know what? It doesn't have it. Let's just do this. And when I got done, I saw Satchel Page. Now, somebody, everybody might not see Satchel Page, but when I was done with that thing, I was like, that's Satchel Page. And I don't think I could have drawn it better. In fact, I tried to draw it to look just like him. And I thought that the one with the lines looked more like him. And I thought, man, that's what Sergio does. Yeah. And um, one of my favorite parts of an art film, Basquiat, have you ever watched that? I know who he is, but I haven't watched the film. So there's this scene, and the interviewer is Christopher Walken, and he's um, interviewing Basquiat. And so he's like, well, what's that behind you? And, you know, he starts explaining. He's like, well, what is that? And he points to this, uh, this figure, and uh, he said, uh, well, that that's a... Uh, now, I, I might get the story mixed up, so sue me. <laughs> but um, he's like, well, that's a, that's a, a flea. And he says, um, really? Because it looks like a chicken. And if you're watching the movie, yeah, it kind of looks like a chicken. And he just looks at him and he, he says, uh, no, trust me, it's a flea. And 
that was actually like I, I forget when I watched that, but that was so inspiring because I'm like, yeah, that's what I said it was. <laughs> that's Pete Rose. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's fine that you think that it's not, but trust me. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I, I I'll be honest. I guess you know that's I don't take that many risks when it comes to what I'm doing. I don't think. Um, even that, it was like, I don't know, it looked pretty much like the card. I mean, you know, I had to make those smaller. They've got this, one of the things I like about those 49 cards is they've got this real bright background and then their faces are grayed out, sort of. Yeah. So it's just something different. But I, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll, uh, I, maybe I can take some risk. I don't know. It's cool to hear you believe you don't take risks because you're, you're, um, I mean, I I really like your your art. It's it's strong. It's got a strong voice and it's assertive. And I think just being that way within creation equals risk. <laughs> just using your voice like that bluntly. Um, so, yeah, and like but I, I think I think maybe I think maybe what you thinking is experimenting more, which that will come. I mean, it, it seems like you create a lot. So that will. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, th I mean, the pandemic definitely made me more give me more time. I mean, I'm a, like I said, I'm a teacher. And, um, you know, when I'm teaching, it's hard to find the time. Um, but I try to steal a few minutes here and there. It's like yeah. I think maybe the reason why I like the two and a half by three and a half is because it's something I can sit down and I can at least get into enough to make it worthwhile. If I only have 15 minutes, I can, you know, sketch out the beginning of a card and then I can come back and put ink on it and I can come back and put pencils on it or markers or, or put it, throw it on the iPad now and do something else with it. Um, but yeah, I was going to say that I wonder though, if, it's not a risk for me because I don't do it for a living. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have to, I don't have to, people don't have to like it enough to purchase it. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm terrible at selling things anyway, which is why I don't. I mean, I'm, I, last time I had a yard sale, like 20 years ago, I just give stuff away and everyone's mad at me. Like you're supposed to be making money. And I'm like, I, but I, we don't want this stuff. <laughs> Well, the, the funny thing about um, that, that idea of worrying about it, I think when I was younger, I did worry about it. There came a point, and I get asked about this a lot, where when I stopped caring about that and just started doing whatever I wanted, like really aggressively. I think I always did, but I had the apprehension when I just started to accept that my sales went up. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it, but you might not ever have that dilemma if you decided to, because you're just doing what you want. You know, there, um, there's nothing to risk. You're just doing what you want. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, I really can. I can do what I want and I can share it and people can like it or not. I mean, that's always the case, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, and there, there's always a, well, I don't, I don't really get negative feedback, which is, I appreciate, it's nice, but once in a while there is and that doesn't bother me either, you know? Yeah, so, I get, I, I will tell you, I, the, the thing that I get that I guess it bothers you the most, even though like it was even, even it was said as a compliment just in the last couple of weeks, but um, I get Beavis and Butthead sometimes. <laughs> and uh, well, that's, like one guy was like, yeah, it's a compliment. I was like, yeah, but that's totally not what I'm going for. And <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, I can see what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you're, totally you're good. obviously, what you do is not a fart joke, but <laughs> I have that... done. I have done. I have one card that's a fart joke. Okay. <laughs> well, and, uh, that's fair. But in general, your body of work is not one long fart joke. It's, uh... <laughs> but 
the just the way they put that together, there was an innocence to that, and I think that's why that was so popular because it was so um, wildly popular, right? I mean, if I, if I was that successful, it'd be great, right? Well, I'm gonna find my fart joke for you. Your your um your career is young, it seems. Let's see, Marty Bystrom. Marty Bystrom. <laughs> so yeah, he's giving somebody the side eye. There was there was poot in a uh, little thought bubble. <laughs> My one. <laughs> what what were you watching growing up, baseball wise? So as far as like live baseball in the southeast, we had. Um, the Orioles, uh, you could see the Braves on TBS, you could see the Cubs on WGN. And like everybody I knew, that was, that was the baseball that you could watch. And it was like the game of the week on the weekend. Um, but I was watching the baseball bunch, with Johnny Bench, San Diego Chicken. Did you yeah. watch that show? No. Um, I watched This Week in Baseball with Mel Allen. Of course, yeah. Um, and like, I remember like even, you know, we had scholastic book fairs at our school, you know, the big, there were, you could buy books and have the little, you know, advertisement. And I would buy, literally buy every baseball book that was there. And they were usually like 10 hot superstars. And it was like 10 little biographies with little stats in there. Um, so you remember, I guess ev everything. Yeah. Do you remember which biographies you picked up? I don't know. I I don't know. Lots of them. Um, I remember. I guess I can't remember specific ones because it was, I swear it was everything that I read when I was a kid. And what's funny yeah. is, um, you know, speaking, like I'm not an artist, I'm a teacher, but like I never even thought about working in baseball. Baseball was my big love, but like it seemed like not a real thing, you know, like I never even dreamed of it. Like I went right. to school to be an engineer and then halfway through, I thought, I think I want to work with kids. Um, and then I switched majors and became a teacher. And that's what I've been doing for 21 years. Um, wow. But I didn't even think about baseball. Like I'll always love art, but like, it wasn't a thing that I was going to do. It wasn't a real, like it wasn't, a, didn't feel like a real job. Working in baseball didn't feel like a real job. Um, and that's just, a, that's some realization I've had just recently that if I really wanted to work in baseball, I could have done it and I should have done it. I'm mean, I'm happy. I'm not, I should have, but if I wanted to, I should have done that and thought this is a real possibility as a thing, but I guess it's always been a hobby. Yeah. The intense hobby that I've lasted all my, all my life. Yeah. I think a lot of artists struggle with that and art, you know, the going back to the idea of, I have to sell this to, to survive but I think I know a lot of unhappy artists because of that confusion <laughs> because well, you know either you decide it's a job or you don't or it is a hobby or and that's okay you're still an artist you know um it's just you don't get to do it as much as you'd like yeah so, definitely yeah, you don't um, seem like, you know, a lot of artists are unhappy, but you don't seem like an unhappy artist. No, I mean, I get to do what I want. It's, yeah. it's awesome. And, um, you know, I, that has a price. <laughs> there, are, there are things that, you know, you, um, that get shifted when you have that resolve. But to me, especially having little ones, it is about setting the example because one day somebody will tell them that, you know, doing whatever it is they want is not a real job or a real thing they can chase. And I can tell them that, you know, I um, very sloppily put impressions on a surface and sold them to people all my life. <laughs> That is what I did for a living. So whatever you're thinking of doing can't be crazier than that. <laughs> what, are, what are 
your kids think about think of your art? Well, they're very little, so they love everything. I, I have a five-year-old and um, twin four-year-olds. And, okay. you know, we, we make stuff together. I saw, you made some stuff with your kids, right, that you posted? Yeah, my son, he's turning 11. He'll, okay. he'll sit down and draw a card every once in a while. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I, can't, I can't get him to sit down and do it very often. My daughter, I meant to go look at what she did earlier. She got some paints for Christmas and she made, I said, what are you going to paint? She said, I'm going to do an abstract art. So apparently she's got some masterpiece upstairs that I haven't seen yet, but she's eight. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But what's funny is that my, there's, they're my biggest critics. Like I, if, if my son will tell me he likes it, then I know it's gold because he will straight up tell me he doesn't like stuff. So yours, yours will do that at some point, I'm sure. A mentor of mine told me the coolest thing. He said, um, all right, take a kid to an art gallery and ask them what they like. And that's the best piece in the gallery. <laughs> and that very much influenced what I do um, because uh, that, that always stuck with me. Because I, that made me think of like the artists that I liked. You know, I talked about like, the innocence that comes from yours. And that's because you're, you're playing. Mm -hmm. It is whimsical. It's fun. I can feel that just by looking at it, never having had a conversation. I can tell that Mark is having fun. Oh, yeah. And um, that um, I think it's a, an important message. <laughs> because um, I think education wise, like, and, I always say I can only talk about the U.S., but um, growing up, art class could be stressful, being told you were doing things wrong. And I look back at those art teachers, and I wonder what they're doing with their art, you know? <laughs> because I was not doing art correctly, apparently, but I'm like, well, I, I now, you know, as an older man, beg to differ. <laughs> Yeah, I think I just, I mean, I did in our class in high school, I did what I was supposed to do. I just, I never finished anything. I, was, uh, <laughs> I, I did uh, not. I got I, kicked I, out of art class. They <laughs> <laughs> had that distinction. But, but yeah, so be it. <laughs> but he, even, because um, my background's photography, and that teacher was, um, she didn't seem to like, she didn't seem to like anybody who came from the main college because there was the the art school. And so we got to do our photography learning. Uh, like, I don't know how it was set up, but you didn't get a degree for it. But, but I was taking it very seriously. It became what I did. But she would, she thought everybody was just there for an easy A, I think. So she would just tear everybody down. And I was one of those kids. And to me, that always um, just, it was like putting gasoline on me. You know? <laughs> but it, it also made me remember that I'm supposed to be having fun. So. Well, back to social media, I think that you, you talked about not getting very much like criticism. I think with social media it's when it's something with art or baseball or the combination of the two, if people don't like it, they're just not going to like it. They're very rarely going to step up and say something bad about it. So in that way, it's super, it's a, for me, it's a very positive place. Um, yeah. I, I have, and I have totally felt us. Yeah. I mean, not just the hundred that were in the first, um, Negro League show, which was an impressive number, but there's plenty more out there that are not only sharing their art, but they're letting each other know that they like, they appreciate each other. And that's been fun. I mean, I get a kick out of, you know, we talk about me not being an artist, I'll call them real artists like you, you know, I get a kick out of you real artists telling me that you like what I did. It's like, you know, I geek out about that. That's been fun too. Um, in fact, my one of my I, one of my good buddies on internet is Gypsy Oak. Yeah, I he's love his Instagram. work. He's I see Instagram. him on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, and um, like I remember the first time I, we contact we talked, 
um, like I said, I geeked out and now he's a buddy of mine. He's, he's the guy who I ask if I have a question about something about how to do something, I ask him and he's going to tell me what he thinks and be real honest about it. So I appreciate that. That, that's, yeah, that, that's a great thing to hear. Um, I think about coming up as an artist, I think part of it's social media, but I do think that the baseball genre, I don't know what it is, but there is a camaraderie. I don't know if the, it's infectious from it being a team sport. <laughs> that well and I just remember playing little league and you know going to, to have pizza after a game or something and just that friendship I think um, carries on into adulthood <laughs> well yeah I think, yeah I think you're right it's, it's baseball because you know people talk about how baseball is slow and I get that but it's a so it's also a social game it's the only game that you can turn your head and talk to the person next to you and not miss anything. And people act like that's a bad thing. That's fantastic. It's part of it. I, um, I'm from Chicago, so we, I would go back for a lot of um, Cubs games. And that that's my favorite stadium, just because um, even if somebody was rooting, I remember there was uh, one game where some a Milwaukee fan was sitting among us <laughs> and they're they're razzing this guy but unlike other stadiums it, it can get mean this wasn't mean it was just kind of funny and the guy was having a good time even though he's getting picked on <laughs> i think but <laughs> but um but yeah there there is that totally doesn't make it slow you want that to go on forever it's a, it's a good time. Yeah. So. It's why my kid, like my kids, we go to the, the Durham Bulls here, our AAA team. Obviously, we didn't go this year, but I've taken my kids there. And, like, there's a playground in the outfield. My kids don't even – they know it's there, but they don't even ask me because they know that we're going to sit and watch the game. And, yes, I'm going to buy them some snacks and some extra food, but we're going to sit there and we're going to talk and we're going to watch the game and we're going to – see the goofy things that happen and it's an event and we're not playing in the playground because that's not what we're there for. Um, and so, and they like it. And, you know, it's been fun for my son, especially um, who's bigger into baseball than my daughter, um, that he want, he wants to stay longer, you know, where we used to try to get to the fifth inning and we're good, you know, all right, let's get out of here. And so we're yeah. slowly going a bit more and more. And my daughter, and she'll ask me questions about things and it's, I get super excited about that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think it's the, it's that social aspect of baseball that sort of brings on that camaraderie. Um, it has to, I mean, it's what, it's what us baseball artists anyway. I mean, there's a reason we chose that. I mean, there's a reason I'm drawing baseball cards. I mean, I, that's my, that's my name. Somebody at my, at my work laughed at that the other day. They're like, your, your name is literally what you do. And I'm like, well, that's how people know what I do. I was shocked. Uh, how, how far back did you get that name? Um, I don't know. I, I did. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually at Mosley underscore Mark. That's my actual Twitter name, but you can name yourself whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I probably did it two years two two and a half years ago i probably changed to i draw baseball cards yeah i was surprised that was still available <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, um yeah and then, that, so that and I, when I, I switched over my instagram account which is fairly new um i went ahead and took the i, I draw baseball cards yeah. i have i have i draw i own that i just don't have well you there you were talking before we got on here um about you're developing a website I mean, developing sounds like I'm actively doing something to make it happen. Um, I have the domain name. Um, I signed up for a big cartel account, which so I could sell things. Mm -hmm. I just haven't put anything on it. So people will ask me, "Do you have a website so I can buy something?" I'm like, "No, but what are you what are you interested in?" And what's interesting is that actually keeps people away. 
because people like to purchase things and not have to talk to anybody about it because that's how I like to purchase things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't it, there's two sides to that because I find, yeah, I um, I have people, I have people, I don't know where these pieces go. I see them because I put them in the mail, but um, there's so much of my work that's out in the world and I don't know where it is. But then there are some people that are, they seem to enjoy the exchange and I enjoy it, you know, especially baseball art. When we started the, uh, the Negro leagues series, um, I've, I've actually learned a lot of history by the people that are asking me to do things. And they're just excited as I am. I'm like, uh, like I did, I just did one. Dehigo had a teammate, um, Nicknamed El Caballero. Do you know any of these players? <laughs> I'm uh, again. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bore we're gonna bore non baseball fans right now. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they bounced around different teams like Santa Clara, uh, the Cuban leagues. But it was it's cool to um to have that exchange. But yeah, I, I guess. The majority probably don't want that exchange, <laughs> especially shopping online. Maybe like it, but then but then cool things happen. Like your ESPN story, um, I got a message the other day, and um, I was asked, uh, "Have you painted my father, Pedro Borbon, yet?" Like I'm, I'm rereading this thing. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like geeking out. You know the the, uh, the big red machine, just all these reels that I've I've watched and uh, geeked out to. You know stuff that I didn't grow up watching, but that I'm conscious yeah. of. And uh, I'm like, wow, I'm like no, but he's next. And so <laughs> that started that series. But it's good. So yeah, well, I, this is I don't know. If it's okay to ask you this, but like I'm, I requested Tito Fuentes, uh-huh. right? Yeah. But then you, I was like, you, I knew you painted. I was like, where is it? And then I, I actually found it on your Etsy shop. But like you didn't oh. say, hey, I, here, here's the, here's the painting that I did for you. Well, I think. Um, see, now I'm remembering the exchange. If somebody doesn't say, can, can I, I commission? Edit? If, yeah, if somebody doesn't say, um, can I commission you to do this, then we don't have a monetary deal. I missed, I missed the last thing you said. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, when when somebody, because um, you just put it in the comments section, Tito Fuentes. And so when that happens, I just view it as a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not expecting the sale. <laughs> Um, cause yeah, some people do approach me and they ask me if they can commission me and then we'll set up the deal and I'll set up a timeline. I, um, I'm good either way, but I will say it's more comfortable when people just shout out something and I put it up there. I don't, um, it goes back to that thing about, you know, worrying about having to sell. I don't worry about it. If that person doesn't get it, somebody else will. So, and I don't know when that is, but somebody else. <laughs> it's um, which that that's probably just crazy. I don't um advise anyone to follow what I do, but you do what works for you. I how think. Many, how many pieces of canvas are at your house right now? Um, I don't know, four hundred. 400 or so, 400. if I had to guess. Um, and then, yeah, that's some of that's inventory and then some of it's not. Like, I just keep a lot of canvas. Well, I would admit that I have 400 baseball cards that I've drawn, uh, mm-hmm. but they all fit in one binder like this. <laughs> they just no, fit this on the is, shelf um, over there. Well, th- this is how it started <laughs> for me because I, um, I didn't... Uh, I just, I started painting and they started accumulating and I was like, I need to sell some of this stuff. 
and you know, 400 is a very small fraction of what I created in my lifetime. <laughs> like I, I don't know what that number is, but it's, um, it's a, it's an interesting habit. <laughs> All right. So well, that's actually the reason go- why I've thought about selling things. Is because of your inventory. Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, well, you have this one binder I have that's full. You have a natural following. Um, it's not really work for you, except for for actually listing them is that process, and that is my least favorite part of doing things. When I can hire somebody to do that, it's on. Somebody's got a steady job with me. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting because, like, when the first Negro League campaign. Um, I did four like special like three dimensional cards, but mm-hmm. I also did a I did a small ten card set of just black and white drawings, real simple. Yeah. Um, and I I I so I just I made twenty five of them, but I printed them off myself. I cut them, I stamped the back, I numbered them, I made a wrapper for them, um, I put them in sleeves and a little thing. And it took forever because it's just me doing it. And like I, I gave a hundred percent of my proceeds to the museum because that's because you know why not? Um, but like after I've done that, and the few times I've done a sale like that, after I'm done with that, it takes me at least a week to even draw something again. Like yeah. I don't like it's like a production mode, and that's one of the reasons I haven't like attempted to like make a lot of prints of things and sell copies of them because it wears me out and it makes me not want to create things, which is interesting. Well, you have to do what feels right because I think you're doing fine. You're protecting what you like about it. You know, if, yeah, if putting out, if if all that production wears you down that much, that's fine. The thing is, I think you could do it intermittently. Look, I'm I'm selling, I'm I'm putting this up. There won't be anything new till, and then you just put a date, maybe space it out because you do have the inventory, and realistically, it should be out there. Your work should gravitate. It's neat that it goes to other places. They should be appreciated. So. It's just finding oh, yeah. balance. It's definitely cool. You know, with, base- with baseball cards, you know, people put them in, in plastic holders, you know, either in a binder or in a little plastic sheet. And so it's, int- it's really, it's cool when somebody sends me a picture of something with my card in a hard plastic case next to a fancier card in a hard class- plastic case. And so that's cool that people put them in their collection. You know, yeah. I mean, same thing happens with paintings too, right? Oh yeah, it goes into their art collection. Yeah, no, and that's that's neat. If you ever have, uh, you may have already, but the joy of being invited to a collector's house that collects art, and you're in their museum, (laughs) like, I've had that happen a few times. It's just neat to see what they. Like with my stuff, sometimes it's framed or just where they put it within the collection. It's um, it's nice because it's just it's something that I made. Next to what it's yeah, it's cooler yeah. than the one that's next to it. <laughs> but it's just it's it's nice. Um, something that you made with with love um, gets appreciated that way. So that's um, something to think about because. Like I said, I, I think you're, that binder, it should be dispersing. Keep the ones you really love, but yeah. That's, um, yeah. I, I'm finding almost, I'll, I'll say humor in the, <laughs> the fact that you made a website and then you're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but it it's funny in that um, you probably made that because there is such, um, interest. So that 
Is yeah. that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people like, like it's funny, people like it. Now sometimes they'll ask me how much it is and it's funny because like I um some people are surprised at how how cheap it is. And other people run away quickly with at the price or they don't, you know, they just never they never talk to you again about it. <laughs> That's natural. So. Um yeah, and pricing something um each one of it's custom to each person. I try to keep my prices down as long as I'm comfortable, as long as I'm not getting burned out and I'm getting the steady flow that I need, I'm good. Now, when you see me increase a bit, it's because I um I am getting more flooded. And so I need to I I need to have less less going on. So if you raise it a few of them taper off. Like I don't I don't ever want to get to the point where it's like too expensive. I don't like that idea. But yeah. But you do what you do. It's interesting cuz I had that same conversation with a friend of mine who makes um she makes like stickers. She put, has them on Etsy. She she like draws people d dogs and yeah. give them a, a custom sticker. And she was charging she charged $10 and she would draw these intricate pictures of their dog and send them a sticker for $10. And I was like, that's ridiculous because they're great. And she said she had to cut off orders at Christmas. I was like, well, you need to raise your prices. You'll make the same amount of money and you won't have as much money to do. And so I'm all about telling other people that. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about giving other people good advice about that. <laughs> well, advice is funny that way. I um yeah I always feel like uh, well you're not asking me but <laughs> this is what you sh you should do <laughs> you should try you should think about um but um yeah well I I'll be interested we're we're gonna of course bring you back and uh, I'll be interested to see the status of your website when you come back <laughs> <laughs> to see if you I'll if you worked out. I'll be in my out. I'll be in my blue period at that point. Yeah. I'll be in my blue period, and I still want the <laughs> website. Well, definitely keep making, keep creating, keep posting. It's good to have an actual conversation with you. That's not a yeah. IG messages. <laughs> Reach out anytime. Come back anytime. So, um, I'm going your Instagram handle. I draw baseball cards. Also on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, website possibly coming soon. So watch out, people. Yeah, we'll see. That. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sir. I'm going to take us out. Thank you All for right. coming. <laughs> Oh,